Matt Chandler stepping down from his church. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although either of those things could happen, and if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't need to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart? It's fantastic. Now that it's uh, back to a normal Nor- rhythm. Yeah, no- yeah, yeah. You know, because um, somebody... You were somebody... AFib before? Well, you know, I was sitting out in my car. It's a solid cardiac joke. Um, yeah, it was not. Sitting out in my car earlier outside your house, and yeah. I, I didn't didn't know if you were quite ready for me. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Hey, just I'm here. Let me know when you're ready." Right. And I was checking some emails. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this gigantic man, yeah, throws himself at my car, and I a bit of an overstatement. My <laughs> the throwing yourself, not the gigantic <laughs> man. I am the gigantic man. My that heart, part's not an overstatement. My heart went a little... I've never seen a human being touch all four windows in their vehicle <laughs> at the same time. And you don't have a small vehicle, but you were and everywhere. I, I, oh my gosh. You were, my phone went flying. I'm my, tell, uh, yeah, you had to open your I trunk to get shoe. your phone. Yeah, <laughs> That's weird. Very strange. So, you know. I was still buckled in. I don't... No, I don't it's yeah. strange. It was very strange. But uh, good times, good times. Good. Well... Uh, for somebody. Yeah, well, you, you know who it's not good times for right now is yeah. uh, the Village Church in no, Flower they're struggling. Mound. Yikers. Okay, Yikers. so um, let's just get straight into it. Yeah. Um, what happened? Okay, so um, as I understand it from uh-huh. what I've read, uh, a f- couple of Sundays ago, or a few Sundays ago, I don't know exactly how Whenever long. you're listening to this, uh, yeah, from the time that this is released, it was this past Sunday. Yes. Yeah. But prior to that, um, Matt Chandler, who is the pastor of Village Church, was approached by a woman after a service uh, with some concerns about a an ongoing text relationship that was happening between her friend and Matt Chandler. Yeah. Um, and just brought up some concerns with him, and he immediately turned. That was in the foyer of their church. Turned yeah. around or lobby, whatever they call it. Turned around and walks back in and tells his wife and tells uh, the head of their board of elders and takes it to the board and was like, "Listen, this has come to me. There's some validity there, you know. And I, you know, whatever happened behind closed doors, right. it led to the the Sunday where." He gets up and basically confesses that he's been having an ongoing relationship through texting or Instagram DMs uh, with this woman who's uh, in their church. Um, Now, they were very clear to say that it was not sexual in nature, that it was not any kind of of an affair, um, just that it got a little more familiar than it should yeah and um maybe a little inappropriate as far as some joking and yeah and things like that and yeah. just that's pretty much all we know guys that's all we know all so right. that's a show see ya okay <laughs> i mean that's but seriously that is kind of all we know so yeah. this past sunday he gets up and uh the the other lead pastor of the church gets up and and um and, and starts off in you know, kind of a pastoral mm-hmm. way. Have you ever, have you actually watched the announcement yet? I have not. I just, I, I read snippets. All right. Read, so this is, this is what the, the, the other lead pastor says. And find great comfort in this. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. And there are times when we as a church family gather as a church family to discuss family matters. Um, and then, so he goes on just to kind of set the stage for, um, you know, this, this might be an awkward conversation. And then Matt Chandler gets up and he's like, okay. Hey guys, I know it it just feels like, oh my gosh, what's coming. So, so let me, I'm, I'm the lead pastor of this church. I plan on being the lead pastor of this church for the next 20 years. Um, but I do need to. It's harder seeing you. 
several months ago, um, a woman approached me um, outside here in the foyer. Um, she and he, he kind of gets up there. Um, so a couple of things. I'm just going to kind of pause it. Let's just kind of take this step by step, okay? Yeah. My job on this show is to be the cynic. I understand that. <laughs> I completely, I completely uh, accept my responsibility. Uh, uh, and I, I do not accept your <laughs> responsibility on this show, but that's fine. I mean, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the challenge. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try to be as cynical about things as I possibly can be because there is a lot of people that are celebrating this. Uh, there are a lot of evangelicals that are like, see, another one bites the dust. Yeah. I mean, literally, um, if you if you like do hashtag Matt Chandler in TikTok mm-hmm. right now, uh, very few people are like supportive of the dude. Everybody is like, see, another one. Yeah. These are people who are reading the headlines that are most mostly uh, one sided as far as the headlines. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh Mega church pastor steps down as a result of an inappropriate text relationship with a woman that's not his wife. Yeah. All of that's true. Yes. It's just not complete. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but well, we'll keep going. Um, I've seen people literally ripping apart things like when are their mics on, when are their mics not on, right? Like, uh, like the fact that you hear a conversation as he's walking up the stage, you good? Okay. Love you. Yeah. Love you, brother. Right, right. Like, yeah. like all of that. Like that. That's all staged. Right. Wh- whatever, man. Um, you guys are. Some people are thinking too, a little too hard about. This. Yeah, they really are. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. Other people are ripping apart the fact that they paid lawyers to look into all of this. And so the lawyers work for them. And so the lawyers are presenting things like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not it disqualifies you for ministry. How does a lawyer know that? Um, And to, I don't know. It it just bothers me that there's a lot of mediocre white men that are uh, jumping in there and thinking like they know everything that have never worked on staff at a church. They've never been a pastor. They've never done any, all all they know how to do is tear apart things for content Mm -hmm. and they're doing damage to the body. So I'm not going to be Mr. Cynic today. I I will do my best to present the other side, but man, it's, it's just really hard. Well, and when you sent this, uh, originally sent the article to me earlier this week and I read through it, my first response to you was, wow, they actually handled that really well. I think so. I'm kind of impressed. Um, and that was Tuesday or Wednesday that you sent it to me. And, Wednesday night when I got to church, uh, I ran into Shaler, uh, our youth pastor at our church. And he's like, so when you're all talking about Matt Chandler, and I'm like, well, this week actually. Um, and he, he and I were kind of having a conversation and the truth is by that point I had seen a couple of, of other sides and, um, I let, let me, let me say this. Um, Looking at this situation, for one thing, I am a single woman, and I have friends. Seth and I are friends, mm-hmm. you know, and you and I text occasionally about the show. Everything that almost everything that yeah. we yeah, well, let's just be We is, really it's very rare that I'm like you know actually checking on you. I'm going to get to talk I mean, to you for at least an hour once a week, at yeah. least, and um and you know and i have other i have other guy friends that you know i send jokes to i have friends guy friends that are married and i text them and their wives cuz i'm friends with their wives as well you know you and julie and i i mean we were just talking about this last week before yeah. all of this yeah. broke we were talking about this and you know there is a a level of appropriate and a and a level there's a line yeah. that you can that you can cross. Yeah, there there is, and it's and that line. And by the way, okay, that line is not always sexual. No, that it's line not. is not always romantic. No, okay, um, it's it, it's not. So I've seen people that are saying one of two things is happening here, right? Either they're li- either they're lying, and by they we'll kind of get to this, but we we need to talk about it that. Either they are lying about the level of relationship that existed there, mm-hmm. or men and women aren't allowed to be friends. Right. Man, I really wish that life was that binary. I mm-hmm. really wish that life was that black and white, because guess what? <clears throat> it's not. No. Hey, everybody. Big surprise. 
It's not. Um, see, here, here's the thing, right? Um, there are things that I do not uh, text you mm-hmm. because even though you wouldn't be offended by them, you might think that they're funny. You might, you might, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a good enough. It, and honestly, there are things that I say during recording this show that I would never ever text you because it could be misconstrued as something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it does cross a line of familiarity. And the other thing that they talked about was frequency that, right. and, and so here's the thing. I don't feel compelled to text you when I wake up in the morning. No. Right. I mean, right. but, but I mean, th- this is, this is yeah. a good thing to kind of understand. I don't feel compelled to, when I think of something that'll be funny for the show, I might put it in my notes. I don't immediately reach out to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there are times I'm like, oh, there, that I'll see an owl someplace. <laughs> and I know that you're into owls. And I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of my friend Andrea. And I keep moving on with my life. Yes. It doesn't cause me no. to text you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can think about somebody and be friends with, with someone of the opposite sex without it being romantic or sexual. Exactly. It's very possible. Okay. So people who can't, draw that line. Mm-hmm. I think it says more about them than it does about this situation. For sure. Guys yeah. who say there's no way that you could ever possibly fr- be friends with a girl without it being romantic or sexual. Probably you're not married one. Uh, and two, I think it probably means that you can't do that. That yeah. doesn't mean that I can't. Okay. So let's start there Two, Do we think they're lying? I really don't, oh, man. It's just hard. To, it's hard to believe that they would lie about this. Right. Um, Because it feels like they put a lot of time and thought into it. mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think that if they were lying, it would it would probably not feel quite so pulled together, which I know sounds counterintuitive. I think a lot of people think that a lie. Is is this big grandiose story that you're building up, but it, it just feels very authentic. Yeah, let's just kind of get into some of the details here, right? They, they got a third party law firm to come over and actually look at all the things. And, um, Matt and his family, they said, take every device, look into every platforms, you know, every social media platform, every text, everything else like that and and tear everything apart. Okay. What they came back with is this is a unique experience. It's only happened with one person that the texts were not sexual. They were not uh, romantic and that what they were was frequent and familiar. Yeah. Okay. And so what that does show is that that does show an error in judgment mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. Um, can, let's just, can we talk about it for just a, for, mm-hmm. for, for, for a little second? It is very easy for a prominent person, for someone who is speaks on a regular basis for people to hear them and to think I know them. Absolutely. Right? Um, I remember when I went to go, uh, I went to a Pete Holmes concert, uh, like comedy show, I guess concert. I don't know what we call it. Like Pete Holmes show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a meet and greet outside. Variety hour. Ver- <laughs> yes. Yeah. He put on oh, wait, wigs. It was a whole thing. That's Lawrence Welk. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I had listened to, at that point, I think every episode of You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Um I haven't listened to an episode in probably two or three years, but at that point I'd listened to every episode. Yeah. Okay. And then you went and made it weird. And I wanted to, like I, I wanted to stand <laughs> Sorry, in line I... and meet him and, and have a conversation with him because I know him. He's yeah. very authentic. It's two hours a week that I get to spend with someone who feels like a friend. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know me. No. Does that make sense? Yes. And so it would be very easy if he were to engage with me mm-hmm. that I would immediately engage back and kind of build a relationship. Well, um, like that, that's, or at least try to foster mm-hmm. that. Right. So a preacher, same way, but also now there's also a spiritual element to it. Right. Right. I listen to you preach every week. I know who you are. I, I know who your family is. I, you know, we go to this church. You're, we're having a conversation, but if the, you're texting that person a lot, mm-hmm. it can send the wrong message. Right. Now here's the thing. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say beyond the fact that you've got this, this spirit, spiritual component to it. Now you've also got an authority component. Yes. There's probably a little bit of, I feel safe with this person. I feel, you know, a lot of preachers and speakers are very charismatic Yeah, and they have a way of making you, feel like 
even even in person, you are the most important person right now while right. I'm talking because they feel that way. Right. When I'm talking to you right now, it, for whatever reason, you are the focus. Yes. And so people leave that encounter feeling like yeah. I'm the only one that they care about can or I, whatever. Can, can I tell you that I think that that probably gets me in trouble because it is a skill set that I've had yes. to build for my career. Mm-hmm. That when I'm talking to someone, I'm very engaged. I am very present minded every time. Like yeah. I am not past minded stuff that happens in the past. I have to be reminded of, right? right. Like, I mean, uh, unless it's like deep trauma and most of that I buried real, like, I mean, I like forklift. That doesn't like, get to come for, out yeah, very I, often. Yeah, yeah. I said forklift when I really meant was a backhoe, but don't worry about it. Let's say that I used a Same backhoe thing. and then I used the forklift to lower it into, uh, but that's that not lifts, how a now, forklift Okay. Works. That's fine. We'll take all this out later. <laughs> so, anyway, but like, he's that's very, what I do with my trauma. Guys, he's very, very into construction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also very Irish, so that's why all my feelings, like, they just get buried. <laughs> and then you pour alcohol over it. And then so, um, well, it's truth. Leave and that in. So, <laughs> so um, but, but I'm very present-minded, mm-hmm. and so I'm very engaged with that person at that time. Well, if you cut to seven days later, and we're in the same building, and you're not my focus because I've got something else going mm-hmm. on. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a jerk because you right. know that I can focus on you. I'm just choosing not to. Yes. Um, and it's not because I'm choosing not to. It's that I only have enough focus for usually one, maybe two things. And uh, and it, it's usually, you know, my family if they're around. Right. You know, but my family wasn't here last week, so I get to focus. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. gets people in trouble. Okay. Um, speaking of family, uh, Matt's wife knew about it. The person that he texted, her husband knew about these conversations Mm. so much so that like I get the impression that they had no problem with the other with their part with their spouses actually reading the text. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's that there was a couple of things that came out. One is that there was joking, coarse joking. Um, and joking about alcohol, which mm. is one of the reasons why I think they probably won't release it because there's just too many people that could be negatively affected by it. Right. Um, transparency would be great because if you don't tell people exactly what it is, people's minds kind of run wherever yeah. they want to. But then on the same token, if you sh- say exactly what it is and they're going to twist it anyway. Right. So that's exactly right. Um, so I think that, um, I'll, I'll just say there's 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 people that I will make an uncomfortable joke to. I've made uncomfortable jokes in front of you. That's fine. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I heck, you know, hanging out with uh, with our buddies, the Kleins, mm-hmm. you know, if it's late, we're playing a board game and there's an un- uncomfortable or inappropriate joke that's made in front of everyone. It happens. You know what sure. I'm saying? Um, that that those should be rare. Um, but if that becomes the nature of the conversation, mm-hmm. then that's too familiar. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing. He, By the way, shout out to the clients. Yeah, I'm shout just, out to the clients. I, don't, I don't think they've had a shout out yet. So there you go. She'll be so happy. Yeah, she will be. Um, I don't know if he listens to us or not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I think about joking and, and having that, um, that connection. So yeah. there, there are people that have similar senses of humor. Yes, you know, and you and I have a similar sense of humor. We laugh at a lot of the same, sure, same things. Yeah, it's mostly fart jokes. It's, but it's mostly. Okay. I mean, guys, it is <laughs> farts are hilarious. But can we can we stop criminalizing farts? I like mean, they're funny. They're, they're funny. They're, they're and objectively they have to funny. Happen. They have everybody farts fourteen times a day. At when least. when you hear one or see one, if you see one, stop, stop. If you see one, see one, take so, a video because what does that look like? Someone has gone through effort so that you could see this. There's baby powder involved. There's a whole thing. Okay, <laughs> I meant smell. But my brain isn't working because nope. my caffeine hasn't fit, fit it. By the way, I said caffeine because last week I said caffeine, but it came out caffeine because my caffeine had not kicked in yet. Yes. I couldn't even say the word caffeine. And yet. then you anyway. said dog manure. M- manure. It's fair. When it um, kicked in. Yes. So, uh, but I'm just saying like it, when you, when you hear one or you smell one, just realize it's one of 14. It's going to happen 13 yes. more times. Move on. And you've also had at least one that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, and probably. will probably happen... 13 more times. Very much so. Anyway, what I was saying is, so some people are, they have a a similar sense of humor and they're going to connect on that. And that's not to the exclusion of a spouse or other friends. It's just, everybody's different. They all have 
different personalities and you find different things to connect with. And that's what it sounds like happened yeah. here. He, Matt and this woman probably had a similar sense of humor. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I think you would like this video or this meme or something. And you send and then it, it starts going back and, and then it starts going back and, and forth. And it just gets out and it gets, it becomes too familiar. Mm-hmm. And then whether or not it's a romantic relationship, it is a relationship with someone that right. isn't your spouse. And then, then that could become problematic. So someone who's very brave stepped up and said, I think that this is crossing the line. Yeah. And then someone else who I think is very brave said, I'm going to tell on myself mm-hmm. because I want to be above reproach. Right. So this was months ago that this happened. This yeah. was several months I, ago that I this happened. I had forgotten that it was that long. It was a long time. And so they went through the whole process, um, opened themselves up to investigation. The person on the, um, the, the other end of the text also, they said they didn't want to be, um, you know, uh, celebrityed, celeb, celebritized. Is that yeah. a word? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, they didn't want to become a celebrity over it. Like they, they, they want to kind of remain anonymous, but if she wants to talk, they, they've given her permission to talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then they got this third party lawyer. Okay. And the people, like I said, people are upset that they have to pay. Yeah. Lawyers get paid for the yes. work that they do. That you, does, you get paid for the work that you do. Yes. So. That's, that's part of it. Okay. Here's something else that I heard people say. So they went through Matt Chandler's emails as a pastor. What about the pastoral confidentiality that exists? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That now falls under attorney-client privilege. Yes. So nothing happens with that. Yeah. It just went from one privilege to another privilege. It, it stopped right it's there. Still, it's still there, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like the, um, you know, all the other pastors um, got to got to go go through his emails and, right. and you know. Um, and they came back and they said, hey, this is what it is, and here's the report, and this is what we feel like it is. And then the the elder board just kind of said, okay, now we have to deal with this. Yeah. And they said, does anything that he's done disqualify him as a pastor? No. Right. Does he have a blind spot that he needs to work on? Yes. Yes. So why don't you take some time and go work on this? And they never call it sin. Which at the village church they would mm-hmm. they they would absolutely call it sin and uh and and they said, "Okay, this is a place where you need to go work, and so take some time and go work isn't this how accountability is supposed to go? Yeah, I, I mean, think that's how it works. Isn't this the clear definition of what people who are leading the church are saying is needed in the church mm-hmm. Let's not wait for it to become something that it that something bigger. I just think it's sad that so many churches have had so many moral failings that the assumption is this is clearly a moral failing, right? As opposed to this is a pastor who got you know, who who made some booze and probably probably some profanity. Hear, hearing Chandler preach, he definitely swears. Can we just say? <laughs> can we just say like when he's not? Behind the pulpit, he definitely swears. Like even in his thing, um, he was like, "Some of you guys are like may not even be Christians," and you're thinking like, "What the h?" Mm-hmm. Like he kind of stumbles and he says, "What the h?" Like he wants to swear, he you know. And so there's probably some inappropriate conversation that's yeah. going on there. Yeah. Listen, it's nothing that Andre hadn't said. I mean, so it's nothing you've pretended to. What? What? I don't know. I'm so. very tired. <laughs> It's been a long weekend for you. It's been a very long weekend. (laughs) So, uh, well, it's going to be a long weekend and a couple weekends uh, for for the Village Church. Um, Josh Patterson got up after Matt kind of said his piece and then just kind of read the statement from the elder board. Um, Can I... Can I point out something else? Matt Chandler is also like the president of Acts 29 Network. Are you familiar with Acts 29? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for those of you who aren't, I'm, I'm trying to help Andrea out because she's, uh, she is so tired. So uh, if it's a lot of me, that's the reason why. Um, those of you who may not be familiar with Acts 29, it's a church planting network. And uh, the book of Acts only has 28 chapters. So this is called Acts 29, as in they are continuing on the work right. of, the, of, the, uh, of the Acts of the Apostles. And so... Um, Dude, when everything came out about Driscoll, Acts 29 dropped them quick. Real fast. Like, it was like, yeah, Driscoll's a piece of garbage and we don't deal with him anymore. Yeah. Acts 29 standing by Matt. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we've seen everything. We're going to continue moving on. Yeah. Uh, we just are going to ask him to not speak at some things for a little while. Yeah. And honestly, they said to honor what the village church mm-hmm. has has requested. Um 
so he could technically still preach and do other things outside of the church, but organizations are trying to respect what his elders and who right. he has accountability shown with. accountability to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, so I will say there are a couple of things that came up um, in my mind. And, and this art, there's an article that Shaler sent to me uh, that Wednesday night that we were talking and it was discussing it's, it's from um, an author named Jay Stringer and he discusses some of the uh, important details to note, which we've, we've touched on, but he talks about the consequences, potential mm-hmm. consequences of this decision. And one of them is, and, and I want to get your take on this okay. because you have been um, on staff as a, at a, as a pastor yep. at a church, um, you have been involved in ministry in churches for all my life, all of much, your life, yep. and so have I. Yeah, and you've been involved in ministry both as a single man and as a married man. Correct. And I've I've been single my entire um, ministry time. And he talks about uh, in this article the harm potential harm this could do to women because Mm. you know, we've gotten, there's been a kind of a resurgence of discussion on social media about the Billy Graham rule. Yes. So for those who are not um, familiar and, and he, let me, let me say, I read this uh, this week that Billy Graham did not say this is a rule that everyone should have. This is his His rule. Yes. This was his own personal rule that he lived by. He did not want to be in a car, in a, any kind of situation one-on-one with a woman without his wife being present yeah, uh, or someone, you know, her husband, he just, he didn't want to do that. He did not want to put himself in that position. And there's could be lots of discussion about why maybe he didn't trust him. Maybe he didn't trust himself, didn't trust them, didn't whatever. Yeah. I, I th- honestly think that it comes down to that is what he decided would protect him. Yeah. And there's some truth to that. Sure. Um, and again, he did not say that this was the end all be all and that every pastor and every man in ministry should live by this rule, just what he chose to do. Um, but when something like this comes up and it's just, you know, you're talking about a pastor who has a friendship, a relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it has gotten to this point where it has to come out. He's confessing, she's confessing it's whatever it, no matter how far it went, it was it yeah. got to a certain inappropriate level. Well, now we we already see where women find themselves being excluded in mm, church, okay. and so they they kind of find themselves. Um, this one line says that uh, he says, uh, "Sadly, I suspect the village church de- decision will compound fear on the side of men that they're afraid I'm going to find myself in a position of being accused or being." caught in, you know, find myself in a relationship that's inappropriate or accused of something that is not true. Um, thus pushing men deeper into hiding and women further into exclusion because women are left out of certain decisions, certain things because, well, they can't meet one-on-one with the pastor. They can't meet whatever, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and you know, I see some of that as a single woman. Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, do do people in the church see me? You know, is there only a certain level that I can go to in in leadership or ministry because I'm a single woman? I don't have the covering of a husband. I don't have this. I don't have that. I can't have one on one. You know, times I can't. Whatever it is, yeah. you know. And I'm I'm not saying that that is necessarily true at our church, but I wonder. I mean, so what do you think? How how potentially how could this affect? What kind of harm could this do? Well, I mean, I, I suppose it could do lots of harm because even a non-romantic, non-sexual relationship causes a uh, disqualification for uh, for for a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's just there there's a he he, he even said like I because of this. I no longer meet the criteria from first Timothy as far as an elder. Um, I don't know what that means. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see probably, I mean, that's why we're like, well, well, you're either not disqualified as a pastor or you are disqualified as a pastor. What, which one is mm-hmm. it? So I'd like to see a little bit about that just to kind of see, but as far as how it affects women, 
Um, I don't know. It's something that I've always been super careful about. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to ministry, I had, I had the Billy Graham rule as a youth pastor. Um, I was never going to be in the same room. I mean, there would be times, um, I remember there was literally one time when a girl was like, pastor Seth, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she's like, okay. And I'm like, let me grab my wife. She goes, no, no, no. I just need to talk to you. And I said, no, 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 no. You're going to grab, you're going to talk to both me and Julie. And we sat down and in that conversation, she was just like, I'm a drug addict. I've been selling myself, my my body in prostitution for drug money and I need help. Yeah. This is not a conversation that a, first of all, that a 21 year old, should even have to be like trying to figure out. Right. I mean, like, like what, what do I know? By the way, as a white man, I know everything. And so, Jeez. isn't that how we feel? Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, to have the confidence of a mediocre white man, right? right. So, um, Especially a 21-year-old. Oh, my gosh. We know everything. Man. We know everything. And so, so there's been benefit, uh, things like that. There have been other times when, um, you know, when I felt the need to minister to a female. Mm-hmm. I never go by myself. Right. Like, like there are times when it's like, okay, who can help me here? Mm-hmm. Um, but even a couple of weeks ago, I needed to minister to somebody and I was like, I went and got friend of the show, Dr. Marty. And I was like, here, I need you to come listen to what it is that I'm saying to right. this person because male, female mm-hmm. like that. And, and that's, that's a, a level of wisdom. Now, as far as women being able to like engage in that, I think it's a matter of maturity. I think it's, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard because again, the Billy Graham rule exists as a rule of wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? It's a proverb. It's generally true, right? right? It's not always true. It's generally true. Right. I don't know, man. It's, um, well, it, it, part of the issue is that it, it, somehow teaches men and again this is no gen- go ahead this generally is, yeah, speaking yeah, general. yeah 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 um teaches men that i can't engage yeah with a woman who's not my wife in any way and that the problem is it's it's so extreme it's either nothing at all yeah or i'm going to go too far and it doesn't have to be right. that way right but what happens is men see something like this yeah. and they're like, I'm watching Matt Chandler, who's a very well-known pastor oh, for in sure. the Southern Baptist Convention, Acts 29, like we talked about, author, speaker, all of these things. Maybe, you know, I really looked up to him. I really enjoyed his speaking. I always enjoyed his messages. And now I'm watching him and he's fallen. He's had an issue. He's whatever, whether it's a true moral, quote unquote, moral failing or not. But it's like, if he can't do it, then right. I know I can't do right. it. And so now all of a sudden, I have to keep every woman who's not my wife at arm's length. And that that has a way of making women feel yeah. unimportant, um, unseen, uh, excluded, all of those things. And, and your only value in the church is to marry a pastor. Exactly. Or <laughs> to, like, to, to be married, that right. you're not, you have no value until you're married. Right. I can't even engage with you well, in listen, any this, way. And here, this girl was married yeah. and still, and it's still, and it was her friend happened. that brought it up. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. Which that tells you something that she was, she pr- wasn't she might, hiding this. She wasn't hiding it. She, you know, if her husband she might, knew, she might have been a little proud of it. Maybe she maybe. may have been saying, you know, I've got this yeah. relationship. I can just text Pastor Matt and see what yeah. happened. You know. Okay, so let me ask you another question. All right. Do you think that they could have done all of this without going public in any way and had the same effect? Because here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm sitting here. And I'm listening, and I I appreciate their transparency. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder what would it have looked like if everything you know he was approached by this yeah. woman's friend. He goes to his wife. He goes to the board. They call in the third party, the lawyers and and firm and everything, and they go through everything. The they all come to the same conclusion, and rather than making the announcement that I'm taking stepping down for this reason, they just said, 
you know what, we're just going to take a sabbatical. We're going to take a few months and not gone into the detail. Yeah. There's the accountability would have still been there with the board of elders, the transparency, as far as the, it, the third party yeah. firm looking into all of it, but then you wouldn't have had all of these well, social I, media outrage that happened. I suppose it's a couple of things. One is how long are they planning on him being away? Right. Because that if, would have brought up lots of if questions. the lead pastor is gone for six months. Mm-hmm. If the lead pastor's gone six weeks, listen, if sometimes if the lead pastor's gone one week, everybody starts looking around being like, yeah. Where's Pastor So and so? You know? Mm-hmm. Um so I think that it probably does need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um And and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have. No, I'm just no, no, I'm just fair. saying you know you know, looking at it, could it have been handled with the same level of accountability without because because I think about um I, I know Robert Morris at Gateway, he yeah. takes a sabbatical every year, every couple of years for an extent he takes an extended sabbatical yeah. where he is not preaching, he is not available, he is not that's just yeah. how they operate. And thoughts my thoughts on that don't hear you know whatever are whatever they are but i'm just saying it's not unheard of i don't know i think i think that um someone of his prominence church of fourteen thousand people um whenever it, it would eventually come out mm-hmm. and then it looks like you're and trying to hide worse, something. Yeah. yeah then it looks like you're trying to hide something i don't know i mean i think that people that are really ripping this apart are people that maybe have never one sat in a pastoral staff meeting when they go what do we do Mm-hmm. And like there are people who are ripping apart um, the fact that they use the word disoriented like three times in 10 minutes. Mm. And people are like, see, that that's a planned word. No, that's some that's somebody who just goes, man, I don't know. I just don't even, I just feel disoriented. And somebody mm-hmm. goes, yes, that's how we all feel. All right. And then also in a board meeting when you're having to talk about like, OK, what do we do now as elders who are responsible for the church, what mm-hmm. is it that we do? How does this look? Um, what does the messaging need to look like? Who do mm-hmm. we rely on for that? What, who do we contact? All of these things are are absolutely conversations that happen in a church. These things don't happen organically. They have to be intended upon. Right. And if from everything that I can read, everything that I've looked at, everything that I've, you know, I mean, I've listened to probably five or six hours of YouTubers just trying to rip everything apart. And what I can tell you is that what it seems like is that the leadership of the village church has done an actual really good job in this. It doesn't seem like this is a sin issue as much as it is just to like, you know, your, your course is off a little bit. In other words, your orientation is off. Otherwise you are disoriented. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, get back on course and, and refocus. Um, you know, it does, you know, you said it, I've absolutely gone back and been like, okay, what conversations have I had Mm -hmm. that could be conceived as whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like I do a decent, decent enough job limiting conversations Mm -hmm. with people of the, uh, of the opposite sex. And whenever I do feel like this is like two or three days in a row Mm -hmm. that there's, there's a message I probably need to let this one go for a while, you right. know? Um, the, the, I, I do that on purpose, right? But that's something that is learned. It's something that was kind of ingrained in me in, in college. You know, went to a Bible college. They talked about, hey, mm-hmm. protect your marriage. This is what this looks like. And, right. and yes, you have to be in ministry. And yes, there are conversations that need to happen, but then you need to make sure that there's barriers there, you know? So, I mean, I think all of that's important. And it sounds like he got a little axed in one and, and found somebody that he could get along with and have a conversation with. And it was just like, mm. and then it went on too long. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't back away quick, quickly enough. Right. Um, and sometimes as pastors, it's a lonely job. And if you can find a friend and sometimes you just cling yeah. on to that. It's just hard. It you know? is. And to be clear, I I appreciate how they handled the situation. I, do I, I really, I don't know. I mean, here's, here's the thing. Churches are full of and are run by imperfect people. Mm-hmm. And imperfect people make mistakes. Yeah. And they m- miss the mark sometimes. They just do. It's true. And... Uh, we 
had our we had our women's retreat this weekend and we did a, a Q&A panel with some of the ladies in the church. And one of the questions that was sent in was uh, talking about how do you um, handle being betrayed by a family member? Mm. And I was moderating the panel and I I said, let's go a little deeper. How do you handle church hurt? Because it's such a big topic right now. Absolutely. And Dr. Marty answered the was the first to answer the question. She said, let me tell you one thing. If you are in church and you haven't been hurt, you haven't been in church very long because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's going to say something that just hits wrong because I mean, it it happens one-on-one with friends yeah. and family and somebody's going to do that. That's just unfortunately the fortunately unfortunately or fortunately the way we're built. Yeah. We have feelings and all of these things and that's just a part of who we are and so you can't um you can't expect people to be perfect and handle everything perfectly all of the time yeah you can have high expectations and you can you can want things to be done a certain way but you also have to extend grace make space for grace and I, you know i think that they handled this situation about as well as you could. Yeah, I feel like they probably handled it. The By the way, they took a lot of time. They had a lot of smart people. They had a lot of people looking at it. And, and I feel like they probably handled it the best way that they felt like they mm-hmm. could. Right. Um, and, and the right way isn't always the way that you prefer. Because right. I would prefer to be able to read the text messages. Mm-hmm. I, I would prefer that so that I could, you know, either stand up for or against. And um, that is not what they chose. And they chose to do that for a specific reason. And I and I've right. just got to I've just got to accept that and, yeah. and 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 move on because the way that I want isn't always the right way. Yes, and that's something kind of have to lay down. Even though I feel like it is the right way because I have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Let's get into the beat. <laughs> oh no, not the beat! Not the beat! Ah! Man's secret love of friends to be revealed at the final judgment. Uh, I figured since we were talking about Chandler. <laughs> We could, could he? There's too many like connections here. <laughs> this is almost too perfect. <laughs> while, while reading his Bible recently, Mark Thompson came to the starting realization that his secret love of the TV show Friends would one day come to light and be revealed to all. According to Revelation 20, everyone will be judged at the great white throne according to what they had done. Deep in his soul, Thompson could not deny that this would include his ungodly affection for the unholy sitcom. Uh, no one other than God knows I like it, Thompson said. My buddies all think that it's the worst show ever made, but I've seen every episode dozens of times. I even dream about it sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so um, I'll just say that uh, there are some times, because I, I, you know, I'm on the road quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and there are times whenever the TVs in the hotel rooms, like I can't get Netflix on them, and I don't uh-huh. want to like, set up my computer or do anything weird like that. Right. And so my go-to is the Nick at Night, situation and it's just friends it's always friends and i've fallen asleep to a lot of friends i don't know that i've ever actually finished an entire episode of friends if i'm being honest well i i have watched probably every season at least once yeah. and when i was in san diego a couple of weeks ago I, same situation yeah. especially because i was on the west coast so i'm yeah. two hours behind oh yeah, yeah and so i'm like oh, there's nothing on so i'm like well i guess i'll just watch friends again so i did i watched yeah. a lot of friends that well i don't know <laughs> It's could, not the worst show ever made. Well, I just figured with Matt Chandler, could he be any more fired? <laughs> oh, no, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Hey, what's your not for me? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, my not for me is water main breaks in the plumbing. Well, when did this happen? When and where? What? Well, what so happened? I got home a couple last week. And I got home from church and I'm driving into my apartment complex. I'm like, I turn the corner. I'm about to turn to where my building is. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of water. What's what's going on? I'm like, are they like draining the pool or something? You know, maybe it had to be fixed. And I come around the corner to park and the fire hydrant right next to my building yeah. is spewing water. I'm like, oh, that that doesn't look good. Didn't think anything else of it. I go upstairs. I'm about to share something on this show that. I'm going to probably wish later I hadn't shared. Um, and I- (laughs) 
and I'm checking my email. Let's be honest. We all do it. I've never done it. Go ahead. I don't believe you for a second. And while I'm sitting there, I getting, I realize I have an email from my apartment complex that says emergency water shutoff to the entire complex. Yeah. There's a water main break. Uh, the email came around 8.30. I was home about 9. I was like, well, still have one flush in my toilet. Going to use it. <laughs> Using it right now. Um, but I wasn't able to brush my teeth. I wasn't. All I wanted was to wash my face. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And I couldn't. Yeah. I had to use like wet ones to do the best I could. Um, and it was still off when I went to bed. Thankfully, it was on when I woke up the next morning. Good. So they Good. got it fixed. I don't want to think about it. was a Sunday. Now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, it's a Sunday night. I don't want to think about how expensive those emergency plumbers were oh my gosh. on a Sunday night yeah. to work overnight. Because at 10 o'clock, it was still off. Yeah. That's, so that's, uh, water main breaks are yeah, not fun. Those are gnarly. No, don't do no. that. So, but you're not for me. Why not for me? I understand it makes me a bit pretentious, but uh, I have a. I have a, Won't be the first. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got a large pickup. I've got a I got you a very do. large pickup and it's a uh, it's a it's a wide vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's wide. I mean, it fits the whole family, right? Like it's it's a big mm-hmm. uh, it, with the dogs and everything. Including the dogs. Yeah, I, I mean it's say, got yeah. the, it's got the whole thing. And uh, it's a it, it's a it's a large pickup and um I I take it with me to the airport whenever I travel because mm-hmm. it's just much easier to uh, like leave my car there. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly it's cheaper than an Uber. If I'm staying for two days or less, three days or more, Uber's more cheap, more cheap, more cheaper. Three days or more. Uh, and Uber is more economical uh, to do it that way. But, uh, but yeah, so at the airport uh, they have the wide lanes to go through. Like, mm-hmm. like the why, and, and there's only two of them and uh, there's one where you can pay with cash and, uh, and one that's toll tag only. Mm-hmm. Right. And your boy's got a toll tag, uh, not to brag, but <laughs> don't, kind of, humble brag, kind there. of a big deal. Um, and can't so, hide money. So, um, it's the people that are in like fiats that like <laughs> go into the wide lane Uh-huh. And they'll go into the toll tag wide lane and then try to pay cash. And it's, I just want to run you over. And the, you could. And I absolutely could. I wouldn't even have to change gears. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I could just go. Right. And uh, and it just drives me absolutely batty because it always happens after I've been, like, circling DFW Airport for two hours waiting for it to land. And, like, I've got to get to church because it's a Wednesday night. Uh, this may have happened recently. And, like, uh, and like church has already started, but, like, I, can, I could probably get there and, like, still be part mm-hmm. of something. And, and I can't do that because it's... Fiat's trying to figure out how to make perfect change. And by the way, it's $27 a day. You don't have the change. If you pay with a credit card and move on, what are you doing? Move on with They're your literally life. like, I see Everyone coins. Else. I see coins. Why are there coins? The cheapest thing at DFW is $2. And you have coins? Who the F has coins anymore? Seriously, Fiat, die. I don't care. I said it. I, I just don't want them there. I, the, anybody... The, the, the compact cars in the wide lanes, stop it. You know better. There's like 12 different lanes you could get in. You know better. You know better. That's a show. That was intense there at the end. Sorry, okay? I feel very passionate about it. I've been waiting to get that off my I, chest. I, you've been holding on to that for a few days. For quite a while. Um, that's a show. This uh, Listen, our thoughts and opinions about Matt Chandler and uh, terrible people who use wide lanes and, you know, whether or not you have to go number two when there's a water main break off <laughs> you didn't love that you didn't love that at all because i didn't say that well we you all do we all do <laughs> you took it a place that i wasn't gonna take it. it's all right i mean we all knew so uh we fart love, 14 14 times a this day. is true um they're not the final word dear listener we would like to hear your thoughts and opinions about any of the things that we talked about today how do we do that i'm so sorry mom um you can find us on social media we are at dropping sunday on instagram and facebook yeah and remember for every comment that you give we give money to a local charity or ministry um and uh, this week i don't know what we're doing 
I don't know. Y'all, y'all jump out there and share the show. Grow the show. Grow the show. Share it with a friend or a family member. Or listen, I had a, I had someone tell me this weekend that um, she has started listening to our podcast. Wonderful. She loved it, and she's like, "Listen, I was sending it to." He said I was sending it to my friends and saying, "See, not all Christians are crazy." And I'm like, I'm "Oh, oh, no, 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 sure. no, no! We do not co-sign. We do not co-sign. Most Christians are, including everyone on the show, including yes. all of us. Yes, but I appreciate that you appreciate what we say. <laughs> I, if you're like, "Hey, not all Christians are like stuck-up jerks," then yeah, maybe that works. Yeah, yes. we're okay. Yeah, we can tell fart <laughs> jokes. Uh, so tell them to just subscribe because we'll be back next week. Absolutely. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Yeah, because you're definitely crazy. Listen, I own it. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, we both. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fiats are fine. It's fine. They're not. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm saying it's fine. I'm saying it's fine. Uh, It's fine. Thank you for calling the Village Church. Our phones are monitored Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. For more information about our Sunday services, events, or ministries, please visit our website at thevillagechurch.net. To leave a voice message for a staff member or to reach our minister on call, press 1 and we will return your call during business hours. Thanks and have a great day. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, um, my name is Seth Johnson and uh, my co-host and I, we have a podcast called uh, Dropping Sunday. It's great. Um, But... Uh, we just finished a show talking about uh, what's going on there. We want to say, first of all, that we think that you guys have done an excellent job with the transparency. Um, this is a very hard thing to do. And we just want to say that uh, we, we we support you guys. We support uh, Pastor Matt and everything else that's going on. Uh, we were doing a little research for the show, and uh, we were looking at the different elders, different staff members, and we came across what looks like a very nice gentleman. His name is David Axelson. And his job title is rock specialist. And I just have to tell you, we are completely perplexed. We have no clue what a rock specialist does. We don't know if this is a title that is about geology or music or technology. We have no clue. You don't have to get back with us. Um, you really don't. But if you'd like to, you can. My phone number is. I would love to find out what a rock specialist is. Uh, I'd love to interview David, not even about this Matt Chandler stuff. I, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I want to know more about David. And he uh, he sounds phenomenal. We are local in North Texas. I would love to buy him a cup of coffee, uh, anything. Well, I'll come up to Flower Mound and, and do all of that. So um, anyway, all of that just to say, uh, we're praying for you guys. I know it's a hard time, but I got to know about David. So if y'all could reach out to me, that would be fantastic. Okay, uh, God bless. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're never going to be taken seriously. <laughs> That is going right into the trash bin. It's like, press five if you want to delete. Delete! Oh, my gosh. Okay. I really hope they call you back. I hope so, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>